in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Full time with my friends. Welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I, I just want to get right into the topic today. I got a lot to talk about around this topic, and I'm going to be dealing with the Little Nas X music video that he just released. And this video has been, it's very controversial. It's been trending like crazy since it dropped i think it dropped or either earlier this week or last week i'm not i can't remember i've been working so much i've been so busy with 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 life but but it's been trending like crazy and i've just been kind of sitting back observing uh the commentary from believers around this topic and what one of the things that i've noticed it's been two extremes you have you have people who who view a, a person who who is clearly not a Christian, number one. Um, and, and, and when I say they're clearly not a Christian, it's, it's not me judging or condemning them, but they're clearly not a Christian based off of their own admit, admission. But what I, what I notice is a lot of times we as Christians, we're either so intellectually driven that we lack spiritual discernment or we're on the opposite extreme where we think we're we're the whole we we try to play baby holy spirit or holy spirit junior and um where we i don't like really using the terminology overly spiritual because i don't believe you could be overly spiritual but i i i believe really you could just be weird (laughs) But a lot of times we call it overly spiritual where we call ourselves being spiritual, but really it's just us overanalyzing things or, or us thinking God think is thinking a certain way about something when really it's us conceptualizing what we think God thinks about something or how he's thinking about something. And so I think we need balance when it comes to these type of Topics because on one hand, as believers, we should be able to recognize, hey, this is legitimately a tool of the enemy that is being used to influence and mislead people and not just mislead adults, but children as well. While on the other hand, we should have compassion and, and love for the person that is being used by the devil, if that makes sense. I'm hoping I'm being clear right now. The Bible says that we don't war against flesh and blood, but against evil principalities. And so on one hand, we should be able to, to recognize when a person is being used by the enemy, um, while on the other hand, being able to have compassion towards that person and desiring to see them saved recognizing that yet while we were in sin christ died for us and that there was some of us can look at our own testimonies and say hey i i was the last person you would think would get saved right 
And so we should be able to look at people in their sin and even while they're being used by the devil and, and, and be able to say, hey, I hope to see that person saved. I hope to see that person born again. Um, and also, I don't think it's anything wrong. I think we as Christians should be able to look at people and say, hey, why are they lashing out at the church like that? Why are they angry at the church? Why have they been hurt? Like these are questions that we should ask, be able to ask. We should be asking ourselves as we look at things like a little Nas X. And so I really just believe we need to be able to approach these type of situations with balance. And so that's what I'm purposing to do with today's show as I deal with the Little Nas X video, homosexuality and the church and hell, the topic of hell. And so for you guys who have not saw or are unaware of who, who are even unaware of who Little Nas X is, Little Nas X is a rapper who's an open homosexual and he released a song in a music video uh, titled Montero and in this video, he's, I believe he starts off in heaven uh, or specifically in the Garden of Eden, what appears to be his depiction of the Garden of Eden. And in the Garden of Eden, he is met with the serpent and the serpent seduces him sexually. And the next scene is Little Nas X is now on a stripper pole dressed as a woman in and it's 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 very it's it's a very sexually explicit video I'll say that but I'm trying to fill you guys in on some of the parts of the video and why the video is so controversial and so basically he he hops on a stripper pole and slides down the stripper pole from the Garden of Eden, which appears to be located in heaven, and he slides all the way down the stripper pole to hell. And while he's in hell, he he's giving Satan a lap dance. And and it appears that Satan, um, one of the scenes, it appears that Satan is having anal sex with him. And so it's a very, very vulgar video. And in the video at the end, Little Nas X snaps the neck of Satan and takes his horns, which are uh, made up of braided hair, and he puts the horns on his head. And this is the end of the video. Now, I gave you guys a very fast shortcut version of of the video, but I wanted you guys to understand some of the components of this video and why it's so controversial because um, along with this video Little Nas X and a shoe a shoe designer they took uh, some Nike Air Maxes and they made um, satanic Air Maxes where they put 666 on the Air Maxes uh, they even put some drops of human blood in the uh, Air Maxes uh, and that both shoes has the five star pentagram on the shoe. Uh, so the shoe is very um, 
giving a lot of satanic symbolism. And so there has been a lot of controversy around this video amongst the church. And so what, one of the things that I w- uh, want to do is I want to read a quick, quick article for you guys that was released by CNN. And, I, and, and what I want to do, guys, I want to give you guys some com- some other commentary around this video and visual. And then I'm going to give you my my perspective and strive to give you a biblical perspective as it relates to how should we as the church be responding to things like this? And so the article by CNN is titled Lutonaz X isn't worshiping the devil. He's healing deep hurt. Um, Lutonaz CNN writes Lutonaz X has the performative outrage machine machine on overdrive. His music video for Montero call me by your name which shows the rapper giving a CGI Satan a lap dance and killing him went viral. Meanwhile, high profile pastors are referring to him as a thug and accusing him of Satan worship. The governor of South Dakota tweeted Bible verses at him. A black conservative who once pretended to be a Georgia elector implied the singer's soul was in peril, tweeting, hell is hot. It seems that some conservatives, many of whom famously whine about cancel culture, are trying to cancel the musician. Ludanaz X, who was born Montero Lamar Hill, is remaining unapologetic on Twitter from his reactions to the outrage is clear that he isn't afraid of your hell. As Jean Paul Sartre wrote in the iconic play, No Exit, hell is other people. Among many recent tweets, X wrote on March 27th, I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the S-H-I-T, y'all preached, would happen to me because I was gay. So I hope you are mad. Stay mad. Feel the same anger you teach us to have towards ourselves. Now, he's talking to Christians when he say that. Then he goes on. The tweets, um, then the article goes on. The tweets speak volumes for millions of queer folks, especially black queer people, who have suffered spiritual and theological violence at the hand of church doctrines. X's words are ones the late great James Baldwin, who once wrote, because I was born in a Christian culture, I never considered myself to be totally a free human being, would admire and support. Man, that's crazy. Like Baldwin, Lutonaz X is insisting on being totally free. He is turning the devil's mirror on everyone who told him to hate himself. He is refusing to wallow in the love in the in the love the sinner, hate the sin trope. And he is shedding light on the literal hell the people in his community have been put through 
for many queer folks, especially youth, hell is right here on earth in churches, schoolyards and homes. The real hell is forged by institutions that oppress and shame the people in power who uphold those institutions, the people who keep queer youth in spiritual and mental bondage from the homophobic preacher to the corrupt politician. Satra was right. Hell is other people. Hate disguised as scripture is one reason why so many black queer youth are suicidal. There is blood on the hands of many churches and social conservatives. Lutonaz X is using his platform to say no more. If you are a person who follows Christian religious dogma, you know the devil cannot be killed, not even a devil from a CGI prop pop imagination. It's rather amusing that people are more offended by Little Nas X writhing around in red cornrows than actual evil that harms people every day. Man, I want to come back to that point. Accusations that Little Nas X is promoting Satan worship are laughable. Artists playing with religious imagery is nothing new. From Judas Priest to Madonna to Marilyn Manson to DMX, DMX and Marilyn Manson even partnered on a 1998 song called The Omen, Damien 2, which included lyrics, here we are on our way to hell, we're going to do it and do it well. Rather than hurt their careers, these provocateurs became even more famous for blaspheming against the church. Until recently, it was unheard for a black queer artist to be as successful as Little Nas X. Disco singer Sylvester and Jermaine Stewart, who sang 1986's We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off, were immensely talented but suffered severe career consequences due to their sexuality. Once upon a time, just a rumor an artist, especially a black artist, was gay could ruin their career. Conventional approaches to commercial viability mandate that Little Nas X is not supposed to be this black, this gay, and this unapologetic, and yet he is. Are the music video on shoes satanic? Does it matter? Little Nas X has never publicly declared himself a Christian. As a result, Lidonaz X's video has only exposed demons in other people. He is a black queer man dismantling a cycle of shame. While people are calling him blasphemous, he's providing healing for those who admire him. That said, if your God is contingent upon a 21-year-old music, 21-year-old's music video or a pair of shoes, then your God may not be as almighty as you believe. So there's a lot in this article um, that I think is dangerous that I don't like. And, And listen, one of the things I really don't like about this article is that it paints the church as bad. And, and let me just say this. I understand the church is not perfect. The church 
is flawed. And I would even go as far as to say some people or body of people who claim to be the church actually aren't the Lord's church. And so there are false converts. There are false um, assemblies. And, and see, this is this is how the, the devil works. The devil plays both sides of the fence. I, th- I believe it was Apostle Peter who wrote to the church. Um, man, what scripture was that? I wish I had that scripture. But he talked about how the enemy is not going to just come from outside but that he's going to also work from within. And so it's important for us as believers to understand that the devil is not just working on the outside of the church, but he's also working on the inside and it's all to give the people of God a bad name. And, and I think this article is a good example of this where this article is taking instances of of people who profess to be Christians who may actually be Christians where these people may be condemning the homosexual community condemning people like Little Nas X or it may it may be righteous judgment and they just don't want to hear it and, and so we have to strive to try to be balanced with these things, because some some people who are in sin, they don't want to hear nothing about God. You can come as loving as possible. You can come with for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus loves you. Just turn from your sin. He died for you. You could be as loving as a possible and, and they're still going to tag what you say as hate speech because they love their sin. And then there are instances where those who n- name the name of Christ can be condemning. They can condemn nonbelievers. And, and so I think it's important that we as Christians have a balance where we where we love people. We want to see them saved. I think sometimes we can get so caught up in trying to be right and trying to win arguments that we lose sight of striving to win people's souls, striving to win people. We, we a lot of us would rather win arguments than actually win people. And that's pride. But what I don't like about the article is it, it, it seeks to blame the church for for persecuting the homosexual community. Um, it, it paints the church as the problem when my Bible says that the church is the Lord's bride. My Bible says that he loves the church and that he gave himself for her. And so is something wrong with believers when we allow the world to demonize the church and we become a we become a part of the mob that's helping to demonize the church. And that's something else I've been seeing. 
I've been seeing Christians who are painting, are making the church the problem. And, and again, I, I'll say I understand that we as Christians were flawed. And, and, and a lot of times there are instances when we lack balance and lack compassion. I get it where we can be so self-righteous that we that instead of looking to see a person's heart, which is, of course, all of our hearts are wicked. But when I say looking to see someone's heart, sometimes people. Sometimes individuals like a Nas X, they're lashing out as a result of church hurt sometimes, or they may have experienced, had a bad experience with uh, church or family members who are Christians. I remember a couple of years back, I was doing Uber. I was driving Uber and one of my riders was a, a black homosexual guy. And while I was taking him to his destination, he was very, uh, very co- conversational. He was very outspoken. And so we began to hold a conversation. And I don't know even how we got to the conversation, but he began to share with me how his whole family is in the church and how he hates the church how he hates Christians. And this was before, it was kind of funny because this was before he even knew I was a Christian. So he was going off. When I say he was going off, and I, and it's, I don't even realize, I don't even remember how we got on this topic, but he began to go off on, on, on the church and how his family is, he is in a pat, family of ministers and his father, grandfather, pastors, and he began to talk about how the church is so judgmental and how they pushed him away. They made him feel unloved, and and um, he was just so angry, and, and my heart began to hurt, and I told him, I was like, well, I'm a Christian, and I don't condemn you. I love you, and I'm sorry that that happened to you, and he got silent. And, and, and I just began to listen to him. I let him talk after that. But I, I told him, I was like, I understand, man. That's, if those things that you're saying happen to you, that's wrong. If they happen the way that you said they happen, that's wrong. And, 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 and I just remember his frustration and his anger. And so when I approach these topics, two things I ask myself as the church, because we have to be able to hold each other accountable when it comes to how we carry ourselves as believers. And so one of the first things I, I when I when I approach topics like this as a believer is and, and when I think of it in terms of us as the church, are we condemning people or are we judging righteously? And what does that look like? Right. Are we condemning people or are we judging them righteously? And so when we look at the Bible, (laughs) John 316, we're going to read John 316. But I want to read beyond verse 16. 
um, a lot of time, I, I think this is good for many of us Christians. Um, I want to start off with the love of God first, because I think it's important for us. The, the love of God is the foundation of our faith. It is his love that rescued us. It is his love that caused uh, God to, to give us his only begotten son. It is the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts. And so John three sixteen 16 uh, through 21, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So when we look at that word condemnation, condemnation represents a final judgment. Condemnation represents no hope. The case is closed. There's no chance for redemption. The judgment is case closed. That's what condemnation is. And so a lot of times, many of us as Christians, we forget where the Lord saved us from. We forget where the Lord pulled us out of. We forget how messed up we were and and how some of us were blasphemous and and, and, and satanic in our expressions. And, and as a result, what ends up happening as, as a result of us forgetting what we weren't once were, we become self-righteous in our judgment towards others like a little Nas X. Now, in me saying all of this, I'm not excusing the imagery, the lyrics and the and the expression of of what was displayed and being promoted by little Nas X because I recognize how it is misleading people, how it is deceptive, how it is demonic and how it is going to um, how it is leading people astray. So I, I want to say that. But a lot of times it is self-righteousness that causes us to want to be right over wanting to win people. And so as a result, we begin to condemn people to hell. We begin to cast final judgment on people um, in hopes of uh, getting even with them, because really we don't love we don't love non-believers like we should. We don't even love each other as Christians like we should. And so we begin to condemn them instead of really desiring to see them saved, really show, having compassion <clears throat> and not just viewing them as an instrument being used by Satan, but viewing them as a person who's bound by Satan, who, who is bound by sin, who is a slave to sin in need of a savior. And, 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 and we, we don't have to choose one of those. We can we can look at instances of what has transpired with a little Nas X and say, hey, um, he's being used by the devil, but also he is a person who is bound by the devil, who needs the saving grace of Christ. I don't believe we have to throw one of those those uh, points of view out for the other. And, and I think 
Many times as Christians, we lack the ability to be balanced and, and we go to so many different extremes that one minute we're being overly spiritual. The next minute we're just overly intellectual and we we're, we without even realizing it, we're siding with the world and we're bashing the church and making the church out to be the bad guys. And that's wrong, too. And so back to the scriptures. And so starting at verse 17 again, it says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. See that verse 18, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already. So we don't have to condemn people because when people don't believe they're condemned already. We as believers should have a desire to see people brought out of condemnation, not condemn people. I'm going to say that again. We should have a desire to see people brought out of condemnation not condemn them. So I want to see little Nas X. I want to see his supporters. I want to see every person who identifies as a non-Christian. I want to see them come into the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ. And continuing on, it says, whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. Verse 19. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Verse 20, for everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. That's the word, y'all. We have to strive to judge righteously and judging righteously is not void of loving people. See, we call people to repent of their sin, not because we think we're better than them. But we call people to repent from their sin because we want to see them saved. And that leads me to my next point. I want to deal with two lies told by this article. And one of the first lies is that hell is not a real place. This this article alludes to the notion that hell isn't actually a real place, but Instead, hell is people, people who um, are really it paints the church as hell. <laughs> That's what this article sounds like is doing is painting uh, the church as hateful and, and basically saying church folk who are hateful are hell. Basically, that's what it sounds like. But listen, that's a lie from the pit of hell. If hell isn't a real place, then that would make Jesus a liar. And if Jesus is a liar, he isn't qualified to be the savior of the world because he has sin. 
He can't be the spotless lamb or the perfect sacrifice if he's a liar because he has sinned. And so our whole faith crumbles if hell is not real because the Bible says it's real. But if Jesus is found lying, he can't be the savior of the world. No, hell is real. Hell is a literal place that is the Bible says it is full of weeping and gnashing of teeth. It is a place where that was created for Satan and his angels, but now is also but now is inhabited by people who rejected the free gift of salvation in Christ Jesus. It is it is full of people who who reject truth who 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 fight against their conscience that that pulls on them to seek God and pursue God like when we look at and some of you guys may be like man what about the people who have never heard the gospel and that's why I love Acts chapter 17 verse uh, 26 where it says and he made from one man, every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. Verse 27, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. So in other words, God put each and every one of us in the best position to find him. God knew what he was doing when he created you uh, in the family that he put you in, in the location, in the world that he put you in, in the climate, the temperature he put you in. He did. God put you right where he put you to put you in the best position to seek after him and find him. This is why it says um, in verse 26, I'm going to read it again within that context. And he made from one man talking about Adam, every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods. So God has determined your times and the boundaries of your dwelling place that you and I'm making it personal to you that you should seek God and perhaps feel your way towards him and find him yet he is actually not far from each one of us listen god wants you to seek after him he loves you so much he 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 gave his only begotten son to die on the cross for your sins and he loves you and he proved it with his blood oh yes he had you in mind when he died on the cross that's the good news of the gospel. But listen, hell is real and God doesn't want you to go there. But salvation is a free gift. You have the ability. I heard somebody say, does God uh, send people to hell? And I heard someone say, no, they send themselves. People choose hell. And, and though both statements are true because it is God who judges us ultimately it is us who reject God in our sinful state it is us who reject 
the free gift. I, I, I remember being a kid um, around Christmas time. You know, I wanted toys and video games. And every now and then, hopefully my granny not listening, but my granny would buy me socks and drawers. And I ain't want socks and drawers. <laughs> I wanted toys and video games. And so in my heart, I would reject the gift, even though the gift that she gave me was free. <laughs> and this gift is obviously so much better than socks and drawers. <laughs> but this is what many people do with the gospel. They reject it because by nature, we are enemies of God because of the curse of sin. This is Bible. We are enemies of God by nature. And so it takes the Holy Spirit to change our hearts. But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But listen, so hell is a real place. Hell is real. And the idea that if a person is a is a Christian, because in the article he shares the quote from James Baldwin that says, because I was born in a Christian culture, I never considered myself to be totally a free human being. And I understand. I understand when I was younger in church, when I, I grew up um, early on, I grew up in a very strict home and, and my church was um, when I was younger was extremely strict. We, we weren't allowed to do certain things that other people were allowed to do. And and, and some of those things weren't sin. But at the time, uh, the shepherd, uh, the pastor of the house was really just trying to protect people from the world. And I believe he was doing the best he knew how to do. And 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 so as a result, there was there was um, a sense of um, of us not feeling a sense of freedom at times to be able to do what other people was able to do. And so I understand that. But the idea that if a person is a Christian that they're not truly free is is a lie for freedom is in Christ whom the son sets free is free indeed see being free to sin only makes you a slave to sin and so Christ came to set the captive free Christ came to to destroy the works of the devil and so that brings me to the next point, because there's a debate. <laughs> um, the article is alluding to the fact that um, Satan is really people are is really Christians and that what Little Nas X did wasn't satanic and all of that crazy stuff. Listen, the Bible makes it clear in first John chapter three that when we practice sin, when we walk in sin, when we glorify sin, we are of the devil. And, and that's one thing that I think we as the church have to. We have to become more spiritual. See, we we we're we we're reading so many different philosophers and authors who who don't have a biblical foundation. We're getting knowledge from so many different sources that we're no longer spiritual anymore. And so we lack discernment. 
we lack we lack true spirituality that's rooted in scripture and so what ends up happening is um we oversimplify things a lot of times or we overcomplicate things and and then on the opposite extreme of that is people who who only think the devil is the devil when he shows up with with horns and a pitchfork <laughs> and 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 it's a, it's an interesting quote that was shared um I read on on this topic by a by a guy named Rev TC Moore he says I'm much less concerned about ostensibility satanic symbolism used to critique oppressive religious structures than I am the supposedly Christian symbolism that is often used to cover up actual demonic corruption and hypocrisy in the church. Here's what I don't like about this statement. This is an example of an extreme because I agree with the latter part of his statement because the Bible does talk about this, um, how the enemy, how the devil comes as an angel of light. When we look at second Corinthians 11 verse 13 through 15, he says, for such men are false prophets, deceitful workmen disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, their end will correspond to their deeds. And so the devil is in the church. Many of us will look at, and I'm agreeing with the last part of his statement here. Many of us will look at little Nas X and, and his demonic display of his video and be like, oh, we got to protect law. Oh, this is the devil, man. And we'll we'll bash little Nas X as if he's the devil. We'll bash him or, or we'll go out and say, oh, this is nothing but the devil. This video is demonic, which the video is demonic. I don't care how you try to intellectualize it. I don't care if little Nas X is crying out because of church hurt. That church hurt allowed him to be used by the devil. That video is demonic. I don't think we don't have to. We we try to over intellectualize things and, and we're no longer spiritual. It's demonic. But on on one end, we'll go out on a limb and say, oh, this video is demonic. Little Nas X is demonic. And then on the next hand, our our iPads and our phones are full of sermons from false prophets and false teachers. We support false prophets and false teachers because we lack true spiritual discernment. We're only calling the devil out when he supposedly shows himself to be the devil. You get what I'm saying? And that's a problem. So so I agree with the latter part of his statement. But what I don't like about the first part of his statement is it, it, it seems to dismiss secular pop culture and their hatred for God. When the devil is indeed working on both sides.
the devil will is working on both sides of the riots. <laughs> he's working amongst the liberals just as much as he's wor- working amongst conservatives and vice versa. And you, a, a tr- any sign of the devil's handprint is people are pointing the finger at each other and no one's pointing the mirror to themselves. That's how you know the devil is at work. I don't care how many scriptures you point are quoting and and how many things you're breaking down. If you lack love and if you're not, if you're an expert at pointing out other people's sin and what's wrong with them, but you're blind to see your arrogance and your self-righteousness, you are being used by the devil. And this is what happens with things like this. And so church, we have to be more balanced. We, we can't, we, we have to be more spiritually discerned and, and we have to not give place to the devil. I, I'm seeing Christians over intellectualize this, this Nas X thing and say, Hey man, he, he, he's, you know, because shortly after he dropped the video, I'm going to read his quote. Well, actually I already read it in the CNN video, uh, article but little Nas X is is clearly lashing out at the church because of an experience he 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 sounds like he has had and even in that we have to be careful as the church because we don't know what his experience was we don't know if he uh, grew up in a loving church Christian family or had loving Christians in his life that truly loved him and, and told him to repent. And he was offended by that. A lot of times we all we just seem to assume the worst and it seem all oh, the church must have been judgmental in that case. The church must have been judging him and condemning him. But we don't know. And sometimes one of the things and I'm and I'm, I'm about to wrap this up. One of the things I've been learning is not to feel like I always have to have a a strong opinion about everything because a lot of the things that we have strong opinions about and we go to social media with, we don't know half of the story. We don't know these people. We don't know their stories. We don't really know their experiences. We don't know them. And so one of the things that I've been working on is studying to be quiet (laughs) <laughs> working on myself because Gabe need is, is, is a mess and needs the Lord. I need God's grace. I, 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 I don't have time to get caught up in, in dissecting everyone else's life when I'm striving to submit my own life to the Lord, when I'm striving to submit my own life to the Holy Spirit. And so we as the church, my, my prayer is that we, we operate in love and that we approach topics like the Nas X with a balance that we that we don't go too far to the left, too far to the right, but we stay on the Lord's side and that we operate in love, that we hear each other. It's nothing wrong with us dialoguing and having disagreements or even challenging each other. But my prayer is that we do it in love. 
because the world is watching us. The world is looking at how we display or represent the Christ that we claim to represent and claim to love. And so be encouraged, y'all. I pray that this has been a blessing to you guys. I I pray that this, this show has challenged you on this topic. And listen, if you got any comments or any questions about anything that I shared today, please let me know. Go to pathofrevelationnow.com, leave your comments, leave your prayer requests, or you can hit me up on Facebook. Um, You can follow me um, on Facebook, Gabriel Parker, or go to Instagram. My Instagram is at Gabriel T. Parker or at P.O.R. Music Now on Instagram as well as Twitter. So listen, I thank you guys for tuning in. This is the Path of Revelation podcast, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Scripture.